0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Confessions of a Keyboardist. I'm Amy Frederick, and today I'm here with piano technician Joel Asher. Thank you for being here, Joel.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, you just finished working on my kawaii upright piano here in my teaching studio, um, and did some, um, well, you tuned it, I know, but you also did something I've never had done.
1: Uh, I voiced the, the hammers. To, to try to get a, uh, a softer, mellower tone uh, from the piano. Uh, a lot of pianos are Asian today. Uh, with the exception of uh, Mason and Hamlin, uh, Steinway, just, just about all pianos today are made in either China or Japan. Uh, and, they, and they tend to kind of be on the bright side. So. Basically, just uh, uh, voiced it down a little bit.
0: Right. I have a Kawai, mm-hmm. and I've, I was telling you how uh, just how much I love it. It's been through, it's seen me through so many things. But uh, where was it made? Do you know? Uh,
1: Kawai pianos are. They used to be made in Korea, but now they're made in Japan.
0: Okay. So if this one was made in the late eighties, yeah, I,
1: I, I'm not sure when it, when they started making them in Japan. It might it might have been.
0: Okay. Huh. Interesting. I, you know, but, I never it, that. it, yeah.
1: It, I, I forget the year that it was actually, yeah.
0: That that changed yeah, over? I, I forget. Well, I, you know, I've never really had a, an extended conversation with a piano tuner. But I've been, you know, I've known several of you and, and been around you, you know, for years and years. It's, I just think, um, it was just by chance I was, um, Last month, I was playing a accompanying for a flute recital at a new music store in Brentwood. Um, I think, or is it in Franklin? Technically. Lane Music. Yeah.
1: Well, it, when I uh, when I go when I look up the address, it it, it comes up both. I, th- I think it's like on the border. right on the border. Must be yeah. Okay. Brentwood. It's in the Cool yeah. Springs area. Yes. Yeah. It's in that.
0: Okay, and I was yeah. accompanying for these flute kids, and then I finished up. I was leaving, and I saw you—you you were tuning their pianos, mm-hmm. and so I just stopped and talked to you for a minute. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you would make a great podcast guest," <laughs> <laughs> you immediately had all these stories and things. And
1: oh, I've, I've had a lot of interesting, interesting things happen as a piano technician. Uh,
0: How long have you done this? Uh,
1: you know. Um, I started professionally tuning pianos when I was twenty-two. Wow! But I started—it's uh, young, I think. Yeah, yeah. I got my first tuning kit when, when, you know—my first hammer and set of tools uh, when I was about fifteen years old. Oh my goodness! So I've been really uh, doing it for a long time.
0: Did you buy them yourself?
1: Well, my parents did. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) like, why would you know then that you wanted that?
1: Well, uh, I, you know, I started playing piano when I was 13, and I was very, very interested in the piano. So when the piano technician came to tune the piano, I, you you know, didn't leave the room once. I mean, I I was very interested in what he was doing, and I think he kind of picked up on that. Yeah, and encouraged me to, to do that. Oh wow! Yeah, um, and I, I was I was probably only only thirteen or fourteen at that time.
0: Oh my goodness! How did yeah. that? I mean, why was that fascinating to you? Do you think? Well,
1: but because of my love for the instrument, because I was very you know seriously uh, practicing the piano a lot and gotcha. was was a, yeah very um, very. Uh, Got the instrument
0: gotcha yeah. did your parents um, buy you a piano when you started taking lessons or was there always one available or
1: oh what's interesting is that uh, when, when I um, well you, you know that that's the entire reason why I got into this career but but the because of my love for the instrument but but really when I was in the fourth grade I was kind of uh, you know that was a couple of years before I really took an interest I I uh, parents did, did get me piano lessons. I took piano lessons every Tuesday. I took a piano lesson every Tuesday at my school. And uh, every every Monday night, I, I would practice for a half hour. And that's the only time I ever touched the piano. When, I think I was in the fourth grade at the time. And uh, what was interesting is that I won an award for, for memorizing uh, more pieces than any other piano student in that half hour that i practiced every week didn't didn't take any interest in it whatsoever and did the least amount of practice so somebody should have figured out with the amount of t- just little time <laughs> that i was spending every week practicing that i that i progressed pretty far yeah yeah uh, had a an natural attitude for yeah it. yeah and uh, it wasn't it wasn't until i was 13 that, that i really really uh personally took an interest in it and then nobody had to force me to practice practice several hours a day
0: oh wow
1: from that point on
0: what a leap i mean what what uh turned the f- switch what flipped that switch to well, make you want to practice
1: th- this is kind of unusual but but what happened is that i uh, started dreaming music at night whoa just out of the blue i, I just what? started dreaming music that i'd never heard ah oh. but it was uh I remember one dream I had I, I was on a stage I was playing the piano for and, and people were you know there were people I guess in an audience I was up on stage playing and this just happened to me out of the blue wow and and so my mom had some classical records you know stashed away I had never heard any of the music on there she, she had them stashed away in a cupboard I asked her to pull them out and play them and it I, I was in utter shock because because the music on those records was the music that I was dreaming. I'd never heard it before, but it was the same music. What? Uh, not it wasn't like I recognized. Oh, that's the that's the piece. You know, that's the first movement of that sonata that I dreamed. I mean, it wasn't that specific, but it was. Gotcha. It was uh the same, you know, mu- music that I hadn't heard before.
0: Stylistic and voice instruments and
1: yeah 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 p- solo piano oh it solo was all piano. all classical piano like uh, wow instantly you know one of, one of the one of the pieces on that record was the first movement of, of Beethoven's uh, Moonlight Sonata yeah know, you know, so I learned that yeah uh, just even before I, I mean I just d- every day I, d- I decided I'm going to learn that so I just started you know practicing every day I mean I did it just I had like I said I had one one year of lessons in the fourth grade so I just I wasn't that advanced
0: that piece is really hard to read well it's it's in
1: four sharps it's in the key of C sharp minor
0: with several double sharps here and there yeah
1: it yeah it's it's so so it took me about three months to learn it okay you were
0: figuring out the score
1: yeah yeah I I.
0: and using your ear too I'm going to say a little bit
1: yeah Uh. the I mean it was uh it was Victor Borga, it was a, it was a recording of Victor Borga playing.
0: Aww. playing love him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for many reasons.
1: You know, he's, he was a comedian, but he was also a very, a very, very accomplished pianist. Exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. And, and I, um, my mom uh, got lessons for me, and, and, you know, the lady that was teaching me, she, she was, you know, she was, uh, she was pretty good, she wasn't, uh, the best teacher, necessarily, but, but she was able. She was strongly classically trained, so she. Okay. She really helped me a lot.
0: Was well, she yeah. um kind of um, stunned at a beginner wanting to play the Moonlight Sonata? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she probably yeah, wanted to try to steer uh, you away I was, from
1: that. I was the only. I was the only kid in, in school that that uh, uh <clears throat> listened to classical music.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know.
0: <laughs> that you know of.
1: And uh-huh. you you know I came from a very poor family so so we weren't exactly cultured, you know.
0: I gotcha. Yeah. So uh, you're kind of on your own, sort of. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, any siblings?
1: Oh, I had have a I have a sister that's two years older.
0: But she didn't play. No, she
1: okay. well she played clarinet, but okay. to her that was like my fourth grade year of lessons. She didn't really stick with it much. Right.
0: But. Did you play a band instrument as yeah. well? Okay. You know, but. Why did your mom have these classical records? What's the deal there? And they're like put up in a cupboard or
1: something. Well, it's because before this this uh, um, you know experience <laughs> that I had, not not knowing better what to call it, uh, before that uh, I would just just if I if I was listening to the radio and I scanned past a classical station, I would literally make fun of it, like most <laughs> like most twelve. <laughs> 12 year 12, 13 year old's would. Yeah. before before I uh, sure y- you know started dreaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> you and know, you that, have, that change
0: right you have no uh, memory of the very first time that happened or do you do you well, know about how many times it happened me, that you dreamed it half a dozen times
1: wow yeah. okay
0: okay that's yeah. that's really cool
1: yeah it is it i mean it was seriously i mean not i was meant to do that Mm-hmm.
0: So the guy comes to your house, and he's tuning the piano. You're taking lessons on Tuesdays. I mean, you even remember the day of your lessons. Um, where where are you living at this point?
1: Salem, Oregon.
0: Okay. Wow. All right. And so you become a... Well, you get your first tools at 15, and then you become a tuner, an actual professional tuner at age 22.
1: Yeah. I, I uh, you know, I was still in high school, and, you know, I would... My uh, the, the the choir teacher would would let me, you know, tune tune just notes as they went out of tune, you know, he even let me do that.
0: Oh wow! And,
1: uh, so I got a little bit of practice, in, but but I really didn't didn't start taking it seriously until I was twenty, you, you know, really started studying it.
0: Okay. And so did you keep taking lessons all through this those years from about? M- mostly,
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I did. I did also study pipe organ when I was in high school.
0: How uh, in the world does your high school offer pipe? Well, they offered was, those lessons too. Well, no, not through okay. my high school through okay. a
1: private teacher. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, he was. Uh, he was someone that that uh, that, that, I w- that was recommended. Uh, I I can't even remember how I think my 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 mom I th- I think found him and I, w- I took I was taking piano lessons from him, and then he uh, was also he was a very very accomplished uh pipe organist. Yeah. And and he w- he was going on tour when he was like uh you know 12 13 14 years old uh in Europe. Wow. So he was very he was a very accomplished and, and so he, he actually uh piano was only his second instrument a pipe organ was his primary. So so he uh we were in a church I'd al- always go to the lesson go to the church for the piano lesson and one day he uh, fired up the pipe organ in the church and played it for me and I, I was just astounded yeah. by the you know it's it's, it's it's considered the king of instruments it's yeah it's very uh you know it's a very powerful impressive instrument and, and so I um <clears throat> you know studied that for for about a year but, but I ended up um, going back to piano
0: gotcha Organ is another beast. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a fun instrument. If he took you on as a student, you must have been uh, doing good things. But yeah, yeah, you...
1: I I learned some some. I mean, what I learned in the amount of I had already had it. Uh, I, I progressed very quickly because of my right because of my love for mm-hmm. uh, for for you know for.
0: Right. You were immersed in it, you'd say? Yeah. You said several hours a day practicing. Yeah. Your family didn't care, they weren't mad about that.
1: Well they, they um <laughs> they they moved the piano from the from the living room living room to my bedroom. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. So you could shut the door at yeah. least and yeah, okay. I- <laughs> gotcha. Um, what kind of repertoire were you playing at this point? Oh, uh, on piano and organ, if you don't mind. You know, but w- tell me about. Well, it.
1: I didn't. St- I didn't play the organ very long. I actually think it was less than a year. So, um, I just learned the the, the Toccata, not the Fugue, but the Toccata in D minor. Yeah.
0: The, Bach by Bach, Yeah. yeah. Very famous.
1: Bach. And um, I learned that and. You know, I, I pl- on the piano, I, I started out with Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, but my favorite composer was Chopin. I, yeah. really, I really enjoy, I play, played a lot of his preludes and uh, d- different, different works by him. And, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, so I continued that, I guess, up until about my early 20s. Um, and then, interestingly enough, I, I stopped playing the piano uh, and uh, when I was 25, I, I picked up the guitar and started playing uh, traditional American folk music and, and fingerstyle guitar. Gotcha. And that was kind of like a, a switch. And I think part of the reason why I did that was because um, it's easier... You, you know, a good quality guitar is a lot cheaper than a good quality piano.
0: Isn't that the truth? <laughs>
1: and, and it's like, I, th- I, I know that's a struggle... Even to this day you know in my business uh, <clears throat> the most expensive pianos are owned by by uh, CEOs of, of companies and and yeah, yeah, you know people that doctors lawyers you know that never touch their piano yeah and, and, and yeah. the musicians are the struggling artists that, that
0: <laughs> you mm-hmm. know
1: can, can can barely afford the instrument they have which which usually is not a not a Steinway piano right. well, Steinway is like the most expensive production piano right you know they're they're just yeah you know there's there's a few fortunate you know, you know uh prominent you know accomplished musicians that can afford nicer instruments but it's i think that's why one of the reasons why i switched to the guitar because it was just uh you know it was easier for me to shell out the money for for something that was know fairly good quality
0: oh yeah that makes total sense to (coughs) me um and you can pick it up and carry it around
1: yeah that was the other thing that that (laughs) i loved about the guitar is that i could take it anywhere
0: yes and you can hold it up against your body Mm -hmm. and face people and sing to them or whatever you know it's much more intimate i I
1: think i think the guitar is what what really spurred me on in my singing too
0: okay so so you do sing too yeah, yeah yeah Okay, and wrote songs, maybe. Well. Um, well, we'll get into that. I think that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, there's a lot of time that's been over the last um, yes. fifty-two. So, so there's been a lot of. Yes. Know, yeah. We'll we'll get there. Sure. I know of something that. Um, I've been jumping around a lot. The
0: listeners don't know yet, but yeah. um, we'll we'll get there. So okay, so all that makes a lot of sense to me, and I've, I've spent a little time playing guitar too, so I totally relate to everything you're saying. And I took organ for about a year, so I'd relate to that too. The worst uh, college jury I ever played was on organ. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> if you get off, it's really hard to get back on because your feet and your hands are playing all all at the same time. And they're just, uh, it's so much counterpoint. Um,
1: my, my pipe organ teacher told me that the uh, two professions that require the most brain activity is brain surgeon and pipe organist. (laughs) He must've known what he was talking about.
0: (laughs) Yes, you're just, you're having to just think about so many things and read uh, three staffs instead of two. And it's crazy, but, um, so, okay. So did you go to school for tuning pianos to learn how to do that? How do you do? Oh, I took
1: a correspondence course, but I didn't really, I don't really have formal training uh, as a piano technician uh, like I said I, I came from a very poor family right you know, and I really uh, you know didn't get a chance to really go to school uh, past college but I was already working as a piano technician professionally when I was you know 22 so so I guess I guess I never really had the need I mean, I went to Bible school right uh, but
0: uh did you uh, did you have someone that helped show you how to do it or did you read books or well
1: uh i i took a, a little correspondence course actually the, the funny thing about that is i didn't even finish the correspondence course uh i just uh, yeah yeah i had a lot of people that uh that helped me along the way it um at one point uh you know, uh, there was a blind piano tuner. I, w- I was actually driving him to his appointments, and he was apprenticing me. So, so I had a few different opportunities. To
0: <laughs> That's so... Is that a common story? A, a blind... Well,
1: a, there are actually a lot of blind piano technicians.
0: Because I had one, too, growing up. There, yeah, there was a guy yeah. who came to our house, I remember. Um, and I, it seems like I've heard that, you know, that that's a common.
1: there was a blind piano tuning school that that was only an hour from away from where I lived and uh, the, the blind piano technician that I hooked up with he he was he had actually taught at that school for 20 years oh wow and so he was very, he was a very good person for me to you know apprentice under gotcha and uh, he, he uh, our relationship didn't last very long ended up moving to California and in Oregon at the time okay uh, but he, he got he definitely got me got me further along
0: what um, what does a beginning piano tuner have to think about what's what is the most difficult aspect of the job
1: well there's really nothing easy about it I mean it's a very difficult uh, profession uh, y- you have to love the instrument uh, if, if you don't have a passion for it, I think most people would just get bored because it's extremely tedious and you have to tune a lot of pianos to to get good at it before you even get to the point where you you know you can you know do a good job Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to have to tune a lot of pianos Uh, my my break was was I got I got hired by a a piano store in, in Portland, Oregon it was very large and and so I basically I just did floor tunings for you know and that's that's when I that's where I really got good you know is is just doing floor tunings meaning
0: the pianos that were sitting on the floor the sales floor well
1: yeah they you know those are good pianos for for a new piano technician to practice on because they they they, uh, you, you know when you first string a piano when it's manufactured it it, it's gonna go out of tune a lot for the first year or so so if you're not that good <laughs> you know it won't matter it's going to go out of tune anyway
0: i got so, you yeah i give it yeah oh wow okay so then you, there you were getting a lot of experience too mm-hmm. all in one spot yeah would you go in late at night when nobody was there or how would this no
1: in that situation uh, i was i was just i was basically um, an employee of the store and i was getting like like nine dollars
0: Okay, so but yeah. you're getting to hang out with other musicians and
1: yeah, it was a big store. We had a total of six piano technicians, and uh, it was a, it was a huge store. It it was like three stories with a basement, so it was big. Wow, bigger actually bigger than any of the piano stores here.
0: What's the name of the store? Do you remember? It
1: was uh, Cascade Piano.
0: Okay, and it was in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, in, in Portland. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, what a good break that was for a young man.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, and I got to, yeah, you know, I got to hang out with other piano technicians, and, you know, we we all tend to kind of identify with one another, because we're like, only one out of every 10,000 people become a piano technician, so we're just kind of uh, unique, and so, so when, uh, when you know, in a place where there's like six of them, you know, (laughs) <laughs> it's like they, they became. We all became good friends. Oh, there
0: were six tuners there. Yeah, six, okay. six total. Oh my goodness, I didn't it it realize was a big that. Store. yeah. So they were selling tons and tons of pianos. At the time,
1: you know that was that was before nine eleven, and uh, so it was. It, you know, the, the piano industry was actually doing really well still at that time. Okay. And yeah, they were selling a lot of pianos.
0: Gotcha. Um, you bring up nine eleven. Is that just a marker in time, or did that affect the piano it did, industry? It
1: did affect the piano industry. Seriously? I think I think it did the whole economy. Okay. But the piano, yeah, okay. you, you know, you take something like like pianos. I mean, it's not, it's not real high on the totem pole as far as priority. Gotcha. You yeah. Know, so your your car breaks down. You you know, everybody has to get to work. So so that's like top priority. If something that happens to your car. Yeah. You know, something happens. Or a piano needs needs piano goes out of tune needs to be tuned. It, a lot of times people tend to put that off. It's not as high of a priority.
0: Yeah. Um, do digital keyboards play a part? Do you think? And have have you noticed? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. Do you? Has it hurt your business?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. You know it's interesting that that guy that sold me the set of tools, uh, and he was the guy that, you know. That, got me interested in it, uh, when I actually called him to, to buy the tools, he he, uh, he said, so you're interested in doing this? I said, yes. He said, well, just be aware of the fact that this is a dying art. And that was back in the early 80s. And, y- you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, it, I, I, you know, we're all, all piano technicians are kind of holding on to the, to the remnant of what's left. Um, but I've, because, because I'm, because I'm very good at what I do, I've, I've been able to to, to get into some, you know, I've I've been able to get into some good opportunities. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I'm sure that's, that requires professionalism too. You're going to be on time. You're going to do what you say you will do. And, um, you, before I hit record folks, Joel was telling me about a job that he got, um, over at Opryland Hotel, I guess it was mm-hmm. for TMEA, Tennessee yeah, Music T- Teachers. Yeah,
1: Tennessee Music Educators Association. Yeah.
0: So what relate to them what you just told me about that? <laughs> that was.
1: Oh well, that's just I do that once a year, and they hold their event at the uh, Opry Hotel, and um, the uh, I've actually done that event I think four years in a row, and the first year. Um, I was working at Steinway at the time, and they they held it there, but but then they've been doing it through Lane Music ever since because because uh, um, they 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 actually uh, um, did, you know des- decided to use quai pianos instead of, instead of the, the the Steinway, but but um, it it's it's uh, the the interesting thing about that is is that when I. I'm the only technician that does it, and they they get they um, about a half a about a dozen pianos are delivered to the to the hotel, and so I have to tune them all in one day. Yeah. And it's just it's it's very uh, um, it's the most amount of money that I that I've ever made in one day, but it's it's I I also at the end of the day I'm I'm like uh, you know. Very... Wiped. Very worn out. <laughs> yeah. It's, Let's it's stick a wild. fork
0: in you. You're done. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's... Um,
0: what time do you start on mm, a day like that?
1: Well, this last year, I think I got there at about seven in the morning, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, other, other years, I think I started a little later, but, but went until close to midnight. Yeah. You know.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. With a... Then, uh, with a break somewhere in the middle i hope
1: not really no i just i just basically go without stopping it it, now now this last year was was the um the it went the smoothest that that it had ever gone any other year just just because the well a lot of it has to do with with you know uh previous years the 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 loading dock would, would just be lined up with trucks and and then the art you know the the moving trucks with the pianos and would would be in a line waiting waiting to get to the dock and <laughs> it it just it just you know all the pianos were, were not delivered to the rooms in the times that they were promised and, and oh so no. uh, a oh lot no. of it was just
0: oh no uh,
1: just uh, <laughs> I I don't know I mean I try try and. Uh, talk to the people that are upset because they don't have their piano yet and, and you know so previous years it, it was it was it was living hell you know <laughs> this last year right. it, it was the smoothest that had ever gone and I think I think the, the the movers decided to deliver the pianos ahead of schedule I think that's
0: so they're learning their lessons yeah, yeah how they, to make it e- run
1: each better. year they they figured out how to make it run a little, <clears> little smoother
0: <laughs> yeah Wow. But
1: this last year was, was actually pretty nice. But it, it's still, you, you know... Just tedious. Twelve pianos in one day is, is, is a lot.
0: I do not know how you do that. I really don't. You you know, you know, mentioned maybe f- ten minutes ago that it's a very tedious job. It's difficult. It, it, is. it is. I mean, what is that? So you just tuned mine, and I guess it probably took you about an hour, I'm going to say, probably. But you said my piano um, was pretty much in tune when you got it, here. It,
1: yeah, you, your piano was... was Pretty close to being in tune, and uh, so that that helps. And um, it doesn't take very much for a piano doesn't have to go very far out of tune in order for it to to sound, you know, uh, have that. I don't know that that barroom sound or however mm. you want to describe <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, a piano doesn't have to be very much out of tune uh, to sound that way. Uh, so uh, there, there. For instance, a piano can can uh, uh, go flat and still be relatively in tune to itself. Yeah. And it can require a lot more tuning th- than a piano that that's close to pitch and uh, you know sounds out of tune. It, it uh, that that's a hard thing to explain.
0: Well, what I get what you're saying is it can, if it all goes out of tune at, at the same um, relation if each key, you know, goes d- down a semitone, I don't know what how, is that a good explanation, but if every single one goes down that much, then you've got to bring every single one back up.
1: Yeah, and and sometimes and There's 88 of those. Yeah, sometimes uh, I come across that a piano that stays relatively in tune to itself, but the whole piano just goes flat. Okay. And it can still sound <laughs> in tune to itself. Yeah. And, and sound good. Yeah. And yet, it's still going to cost twice as much to, to get it back up because I have to move every single key. Right. And and so, the, or a, a piano can just, you know, because there's three strings per note. So. Uh,
0: Even the high pi- all all the well,
1: basically, the base, the first octave in the bass has one, and then the bass most. Then you go up from there. There's two strings, and then all the rest of the strings to clear to the top have three strings per note. Okay, all and right. And so if when when the when one of the strings or two of the strings get out of sync to each other, or all three strings can be out of sync to each other, that's that's what makes a piano sound really gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, <that's, laughs> it's time to tune the piano. Yeah uh but really that amount of being out of tune is is so so small you, you know that you don't have to move those strings very much to, to line them back up again gotcha uh, and uh yeah so i know sometimes people ask well you you said that that my piano was pretty close to being a pitch does that mean i can go longer without tuning it and it's like well that depends i mean if you if you like the sound of your piano being out of tune, <laughs> you can. It, it's still, it's you know, even though it's close to being in on, in tune, it's still right that those strings being off phase, you know, still mm-hmm. makes the piano sound not good.
0: Yeah, it's just it is what it is, right? I mean, they just have to be maintained. They're they,
1: they, they, yeah, and, and the more you tune a piano, the the better it stays in tune.
0: Okay, it just becomes accustomed to being stretched at that particular. It,
1: it's it's true. I mean, pianos do have memory. Okay. You know that if, Interesting. if they're if they're in tune their whole life, then they stay in tune better. than oh. You know. Uh, yeah.
0: That's good. I like that. Um, I wouldn't have thought of it that way, but yeah. Um. So so uh, when you get those uh, pianos delivered. To Opryland Hotel, are they mostly already in tune? Oh <laughs> no, well, not I, really. <laughs> well,
1: the last couple of years, they have been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that that uh, you, you you know I I do have to say that remembering back, I I, I never had had a situation where all the pianos were grossly out of tune. Um but if it were a situation what would cause that to happen is if is if they were all you know new pianos out of out of the box okay That's just like
0: what you described at the store where you started
1: yeah yeah because they are pianos that are you, you know that haven't haven't even been tuned once since they left the factory and they're not even going to stay in tune gotcha. that all well. and they're you know after they're tuned so so fortunately i've um, you know most most of the pianos that have been, well, a, what was interesting about that is this last year, the 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 main piano which was a a GX seven which is a, a seven and a half foot uh, Kawai grand you know very 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 nice instrument yes uh, it was it was out of the straight out of the box and it had never been tuned before okay and so I had to tune that twice okay I, ha- I had to tune it the the first the the, the day and, and then I had to go back uh, that that uh, I think it was Sunday like seven o'clock in the morning and tune it again okay. and it had gone out of tune and that's because it, it was just you know taken out of the box.
0: All right, and it was so, new and
1: so that when I tuned it on on the day that I that I tuned all twelve pianos that was that piano's first tuning.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you have to you sort of gauge yourself how you're gonna handle that that task.
1: Well, it, it was actually the the director that, that said I'd need this piano tuned again because because he knew okay. he knew that it was a new piano and gotcha. he knew that it wasn't going to hold its tune.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so let's go back just a little bit. So you when when did you move to Nashville? You you came here from Oregon?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. It was about ten years ago.
0: All right. What do you know? Why <laughs> did you have a reason? Or
1: you know, it that's really interesting. I I. Uh, Felt very, very strongly compelled to move here. Didn't know Me anybody too, here. As a matter of fact, yeah. yeah didn't didn't uh, have any family. Don't have any family here. Yeah. Just uh, got in, a, just you know, got in the car and drove here. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, it took about six days. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: So, but did you, did you stop and have fun on the way here, or? Just hotels
1: and stuff, And okay. you know, just rested, just drove and rested.
0: Yeah, it's quite a trip, I'm sure. I I've never d- done I don't that. like to drive. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. uh, harder to drive now than it was well, 10 years ago. Um, so much traffic. Yeah. So, so you move here, and then mm-hmm. what did you do to get yourself started to be known as a tuner?
1: Well, um, so what happened was is I, I went onto the internet and I thought that I would get the names of all the piano teachers and give them all a call and uh, yeah, yeah you know because piano teachers need need their pianos tuned so so I thought that'd be a really good place to start yeah. and, they, and, and they have students you know which I could get re- referrals from yeah so um I went down started with with the a's and the very first person on the list was uh, dr philip autry his last name is a-u-t-r-y yes and at tim uh, fisk? fisk university yeah he's yeah. the director of music at fisk university so he was one of the first people that i called okay and he said i i said hi my name's joel asher i just moved here from oregon and and he said well you know we're Fisk University is looking for for a piano technician. So I got that job like almost immediately after I moved here. Wow. And uh, you know, if his last if if I would have started backwards with the alphabet, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't know if I would have ever gotten <laughs> Let's know, see, I'm you know. trying
0: to think. That would be Sally Zerang probably. <laughs> yeah,
1: so so uh, so I I'm still tuning for Fisk University. Okay. I've been tuning for them wow. almost the entire Meant to uh, be. T- yes, yes, it was definitely one of those things. Yeah. That you can't explain. <laughs> right.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um. So you, how many pianos do you have to take care of over there? Uh,
1: they have. Uh, they don't. Well, they don't have that many pianos, really. But but I, they have me tune them quite, quite often. They maintain them per- pretty well. I'd say at a higher rate than, than any of the other schools. They have about, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, about 11, 12 pianos.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're over there. That's your regular, regular gig, I guess you'd say. One of your regular well, gigs? Well,
1: I, I tune for two piano stores regularly. I tune oh, wow. for three three colleges.
0: Oh, goodness, uh, really?
1: I also tune for. Um, well, actually, now I'm only. Well, yeah. I was tuning for, for Tennessee State University, but, but I actually recently resigned from there. Okay. Uh, but I also, I tuned for Martin Methodist College in Pulaski.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then you said two music stores. So, yeah,
1: Lane Music and Miller Piano.
0: Okay, Lane and Miller, okay. And that's, I met you at Lane. That's, right. Um, and then probably a lot of individual piano teachers too, and I would guess. and mm-hmm. Maybe, well this is Music City, so you probably have some interesting clients. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I have <laughs> I have a uh, a lot of musicians who who are clients.
0: Studios?
1: Um some recording studios. Uh not 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 a lot. I mean, I mean I like I don't I don't do a lot of work on music row. Okay. Uh, but but I you know to be honest with you, they're not um uh so a lot of the they they're not really the the Oh, I, I've heard rumors that they're slow to pay.
0: <laughs> uh, that <laughs> could very well be. Are, yeah, but,
1: but that's true. That's also been true with some of the schools too. Um, yeah. But um, they,
0: they um, I know um, having some ties with Belmont that they pay once a month, and that's just how it is. And yeah, I get my check once a month there.
1: Well, they they are a good school. I don't I don't have that account. I know that the technician that does. I have been over there. Yeah,
0: uh, Kelly, I think. is
1: Rod Kelly and yeah. Steve Kelly, his mm-hmm. father. That's right. Yeah, yeah
0: I saw yeah. their cards in the pianos Yeah, many times.
1: It's a good, it's a good school. Yes. It's a really good school.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, when I first met you, you were telling me a story about, this is just so crazy and off the wall, but I just loved it, so I wanted to ask you about it again. You said that you were uh, you used to take pianos apart.
1: Oh, yeah, it, the Piano Store in Portland, Cascade Piano uh we um they had a lot of uh pianos in their basement uh that were expired and they needed to get rid of them you know really really old pianos and uh so they, they we would actually uh i mean literally literally you know uh you know tear them apart and get a big sledgehammer and and you know Bust the cast iron plates up in little pieces, and <laughs> get the pianos down to where they'd actually be thrown in the dumpster. Oh my but, goodness! But what was what we would do for, for fun
0: <laughs>
1: is uh, you know take a piano, take an upright piano, knock the the, the sides off, and, and the keyboard, you know, take that off, and, and so basically all it is is just a, a, a you know a cast iron harp, you, you know, with the strings strung on it and then put it on a stool and lay it flat and, and then take a, a tuning hammer and, and tune the, the bass strings sharp really really fast you know and the strings would snap and, and then fly out of the piano and, and it, would, you know, it was a very large basement so it would go like 20 30 feet in the string the bass string and then stick on the wall like an arrow
0: <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: I mean, it, it actually you know it's stuck in the wall. Uh, there's a lot of tension on bass strings. I mean, people don't realize.
0: I wouldn't think that would be the case at all.
1: But there is, yeah. There's really? a lot of a lot of tension.
0: Because it seems like you it would the uh, you know you think okay the pitch is going to be it's wah 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 okay it's it's a it's not going to be pulled as tight as the top strings. That's what you that's what I think to myself.
1: Well. Uh, there's about there's there's 20 tons of string tension in a piano <laughs> yeah that, that's 20. why they're so heavy because the, it has to be strung on a plate made out of cast
0: iron gotcha you to know. hold to withstand yeah
1: to, to, to withstand that much tension yeah yeah uh <laughs> so we'd st- we'd uh you know get get uh boxes and then you know draw stick figures <laughs> of, the, of the salesman that we didn't like worked <laughs> in the store and, you know try, try to shoot them <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, um, that yeah. is, wow, piano as a weapon, mm-hmm. um, amazing. I never well, really...
1: it's amazing. It's, well, it's hard to conceal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's just hilarious. And then you were telling me another story about a piano you were tuning at, was it Carton Plantation? It was some historic property, I don't know if we ever determined that, what, what the name of it was, but it's somewhere south of Nashville that you were tuning this really old piano, and every time you would do something.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, it was just a really weird situation, because the piano was was like, I think the piano was about 150 years old, and it was a mansion uh, that, it was a general, a famous general's mansion, I can't remember the name of which general, it was in, uh, I think it was Spring Hill, Tennessee. Spring Hill, okay. Just, you know, a big white mansion, and and the groundskeeper, or the, whatever his title was, the guy that let me in, he was really old, and he was, he had buck teeth and was a little gangly, you know, looking, but, but he was telling stories about the ghost that that lived in the mansion It was probably the ghost of the general. Whoa. And I was sitting there while he was talking to (laughs) trying to tune the and the piano was so old that every single thing I touched, like, like broke <laughs> so for like two hours i i like uh all i was doing was just breaking the, the parts inside of the piano that i touched and i finally what just came up and, and like you know i'm sorry i, I better stop
0: <laughs> do you remember what kind of piano that was
1: it was, it was just an old upright yeah probably you know oh, I mean, wow. there's so many different brands of but, you know, companies that aren't in existence anymore. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't remember what it was. Gotcha. But, but it was... But, the, you know, the story about the ghost was kind of interesting. I'm
0: sure it was. <laughs>
1: you know, he might have been involved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, he didn't yeah. want that piano tuned, you know. <laughs> don't yeah. touch my piano. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You don't want to mess with
0: <laughs> So, th- I guess... Those those kinds of events probably make um, make the job interesting in ways. I mean, you said like it can be very tedious. You
1: know. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, stories like that are <laughs> never fun at the time that they happen, <laughs> and, but then you go home and think about it, and then, <laughs> then you know it's. Uh, I remember one, one when I lived in Portland and working at the Cascade Piano in, in Portland. Uh, I was sent out to a doctor's house to tune a piano and tune his piano and, and he uh, was leaving to go on vacation it was a Friday and he he basically left me in his house alone because he was leaving to go on vacation and he said okay all the doors are, are locked with a deadbolt I'm gonna go out the back door and all you have to do is, is lock the inside of the door when you leave and uh then he left, but what he did is he he forgot, and and he wasn't thinking, and he deadbolted the, the, the back door. So basically, I was locked in his house. And <laughs> he couldn't get out. Oh my god! And he just left to to go to the airport to to get on a plane. Oh no! And I, I didn't know what to do. I was locked in his house. Oh my god! And, and so, I called the I I called my boss at, at Cascade Piano, the <laughs> head manager. I said. Um, I can't come back to work. I, I'm locked in this doctor's house, and he just left to go on vacation. and he, And he said, "You better check the refrigerator. You're gonna be there the whole weekend." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I, I was like getting desperate. I was looking like I was looking around at the house, see if I could find something heavy to, to throw through a window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. But um, but what I did find is I found a card. With, I guess with his cell phone number on it, and so I called him, and uh, fortunately he had not got on the plane yet, so he was able to rush back and, you know, let, let me out of the house. Oh my
0: gosh, <laughs> that's crazy.
1: Yeah, and, and he, was, he was mad at me, and I'm, you know, I guess because he was like, maybe was mad at himself or something. I don't know. Yeah, he, yeah. He was not very happy.
0: Take it on the piano tuner. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was, he was really cranky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you ever had a dog bite you or anything? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that came to my mind. I always think of scenarios that, like, you go into a person's house and the dog doesn't know you. Well,
1: I've never had a dog bite me, <laughs> but, but I've, you know, I've had a, a lot of a lot a roll over on their back, you know, uh, <laughs> I get scratched through belly. <laughs> I, I like dogs. So, yeah, I
0: yeah. do too. Yeah. Uh, none of them want to sing along with the tuning, or <laughs> no, know. that that's never happened. <laughs> I've, I've seen s- that on YouTube. It's Same right? here. Yeah, <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> that's cool. Um, I I don't know. I can just um, I can just imagine that. Um, well, what what is what, does anybody ever give you like special perks or gifts or goodies? Do you have do you have people that you've known for many, many years and you've made friends with? Or?
1: You know, it's interesting that, that my, my best friends are people that I've tuned pianos for and became my friends. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's definitely... Um, uh, I'm trying, trying to think of anything else really strange. I'm sure I'll think it's <laughs> better.
0: Well, do you, let me ask you this. Do you rebuild pianos? No. Okay, that's a that, totally different... Well,
1: it, I mean, there are a lot of factors that go into that. One, I, I don't really have a shop and tools for that. Gotcha. And another thing is because I um, do a lot of work for the stores, that's something that, um, uh, it's kind of like, you know, if a piano was old, you know, there's two theories. You can you can put new parts in, in an old piano, or you can buy a new one. Yeah. You know. And
0: Which would you recommend?
1: A new piano. <laughs> okay. Well, you know the thing the thing about piano rebuilding is that there are a lot of rebuilders out there that, that um, aren't what I I would consider to be really good. You, you know it's it's it, and uh, it's never really cost effective to to rebuild a piano is in turn you you know the amount of money you're gonna basically um if you have like a grand piano and you need the piano needs to be restrung it needs a new pin block and it needs you know the action needs to be rebuilt you know maybe maybe the soundboard needs to be uh, worked on i mean you you can be looking at 20 to 30 thousand dollars to do all of that yeah and for that amount of money, you're better off just just to buy a new piano. Yeah. Because I have seen a lot of pianos where the customer was charged, you know, a minimum of ten thousand dollars, and and basically, uh, it, it, and it wasn't good work. Yeah. In some situations, I have seen horrible work. You know, where the customer was charged, you know that that much money or more. It, it's just there's just not a lot of really really good rebuilders out there.
0: Gotcha. There's How long does a piano last typically?
1: Well, here in Tennessee the the their life isn't is a little shortened because, because of the crazy weather that we have here I and mean, pianos are really affected by, by changes in weather.
0: So extremes really hurt a piano. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Weather extremes hurt a piano. Yeah,
1: that's that's one of the biggest factors in Piano, wow. as far as what makes it go out of tune and, and what I ages a piano is, is extreme weather changes. Wow.
0: Uh,
1: but, but I would say here in here in uh, I I'd, I'd say that the lifespan of the piano is about seventy years.
0: Seventy years, interesting.
1: Well, I, I yeah I, I, that could depend too on how high you set your standards. I mean, okay. Some people some people that have really high standards maybe, you you know maybe maybe by the time it reaches fifty you know. It, it, yeah for a new piano. it yeah went, uh, but but i but i work on pianos from from the 50s you know that are already 70 years old that are that are still holding out okay right you know, i don't enjoy working on pianos that are older, or like 80 80 years or older i don't enjoy working on those pianos uh I,
0: yeah you can't make them i guess maybe well, why would that be? i I have my theory on why you feel that way.
1: Well, uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, well, a lot of it has to do with how well the piano is maintained. It's, it's like if a piano is ninety to hundred years old and it hasn't been tuned in twenty years, and the strings are ninety to hundred years old, they're the original strings. <laughs> right. I I won't bring the piano up to pitch. Okay, you're just and, afraid it's gonna snap. Oh, and over a period of twenty years, the piano will go really really flat okay because right. of the tension of the strings right and uh, I just if I do tune the piano I, I just tune it to, to itself. I don't attempt to, to try to bring it up to pitch Gotcha it's just I don't want to get into that
0: Yeah yeah what is the nicest piano you work on right now? Do you know you have one in mind or, or maybe you some mean of a them?
1: particular brand or a particular piano um, either. I I tend to lean really strong towards the Yamaha pianos. I think that they're the best pianos in the industry as far in tunes in terms of uh, they stay in tune. And of course that's an, an important thing for a tuner is is a piano that holds its tune well. Yeah. Uh, that they're just, they're built like tanks. They're they're really um uh, piano's they're they're good too. I I just I have just been in so many situations where I've seen pianos that were not in the best environment they could possibly be in, yeah. you know, um, and, and Yamaha pianos just time after time after time, you know, it, they, they just, they stand up well. I love know, Yamaha but, yeah. pianos.
0: Um, my students just played, um, the last of the Music House recitals was yesterday, and we uh, used the Yamaha, it's a Yamaha Grand at Woodmont Christian. Mm-hmm. just a great instrument. I mean a wonderful instrument.
1: Well, everybody has their own personal favorite. Now what I will say I worked for Steinway the Steinway Gallery here in Nashville for about six years. so I have a lot of experience with those and and uh, the, th- the interesting thing about Steinway pianos is they are good but but they're they're very delicate and they're very sensitive. Uh, ch- sensitive to weather changes and, and just, you know, have, have to be treated yeah. more delicately.
0: Yeah. I got to play the Horowitz piano when it was yeah. at the, yeah. the Simon Gallery. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I remember did that. You, did you play mm-hmm. it? <laughs> I, I think I tuned it, yeah. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many years ago was that now? It's um, two, I'm just, two or three years. Oh, I bet it's been longer. Maybe. Well... Yeah,
1: maybe four years. Well, yeah. It was the it Time was a grand by. piano that he
0: toured with, I guess. Yeah, it was a Steinway D. Okay, a D, yeah. Belmont has one of those in a classroom that I just mm-hmm. really love to play. <laughs> but um
1: That's the nine foot Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, that piano was just wonderful. Like it just it it just sang. I mean, what, what all would have had to have been done to that piano to make it the way well,
1: that it well, was. L- 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 Horowitz um he had a very interesting technique, you you know, most piano teachers are at you know, you have to (laughs) play like this, you know, but he, he played with the flats of his fingers, straight out. Instead
0: of curved fingers, Mm -hmm. he flattened his hand out.
1: And, and, so his piano, uh, Franz Moore, you know, his piano technician, uh, very famous, he was the, actually, he used to be the, the head technician of, of Steinway. Okay. And, um, he would re- he regulated Horowitz's piano uh to where the the, the keys were, were very very shallow. Yes. More more shallow than 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 normal. So 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 actually the piano had to be put out of regulation to to accommodate uh, Horowitz's playing style. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we I want that when I retire <coughs> just gonna have a hut with a big grand piano in it that is regulated to the way I want it. That's that's all I want. That and uh, that that lamp and what <laughs> no. I'm trying to quote the jerk, the Steve Martin movie. But yeah, it would oh, be Oh yeah,
1: yeah, the jerk. <laughs> the jerk, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All I want is this <laughs> But anyway. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that piano was great to play, it really was. Um,
1: a nice piano.
0: It it truly was. So, and of course I love Steinway pianos. They're they're amazing. Um so Yeah,
1: yeah, they they they're good. And and I'm not uh when I say that my favorite is Yamaha, I'm not really saying that Yamaha is better than Steinway. It's just that because Steinway pianos require I think higher maintenance in the real world. Mm-hmm. I think most people are um, are better off with the Yamaha in, in terms of practicality. Gotcha uh, you know yeah. but Steinway is still you know they set the standard as far as yeah uh, what what a piano is supposed to be like.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So when you walk into a you're, let's just say you're gonna check out a piano and, and just make sure it's okay, tune it and look for any problems. What kind of tools do you need with you?
1: um well my my tuning hammer uh, a mute so that I can isolate the strings and listen to them at once one at a time uh, and, and it's for tuning that that's all that I that I need now for uh, as, as far uh, you, you know as far as everything else you, you know I, I mean I, I my my tuning bag has a lot of tools in it. I mean, I mean there could be virtually anything you know wrong with 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 any piano. Uh so
0: It's an incredible uh, machine, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there, there there's a lot of every every piano could have have something uh you you know, moisture got in it and uh it you know, maybe maybe there's a sticking key. Uh yeah, pedals might might need to be adjusted, or
0: what if they're squeaking? <laughs> well, <is> that <laughs> there's,
1: there's a lot of things that can cause a squeak. It might need lubrication, or something may need to be tightened, or uh, that that's, that usually comes from the pedals. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I know I had a squeak. I sh- I hate to tell you this. I don't want to admit this, but here goes. I actually used furniture polish on my pedal. I took the front <laughs> piece off and sprayed furniture polish on it, and it stopped squeaking. That was probably a terrible thing to do, but yeah. So well,
1: I think there's oil. Isn't there oil? <laughs> <with> furniture <laughs> polish? Polish? Maybe.
0: All I had at the time, you know, available to me was furniture polish, and yeah, I did. Yeah. And it did stop it from squeaking. <laughs> but well,
1: hopefully. yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've used lubricants. Um, we we don't like to admit it, but we sometimes we
0: do. <laughs> Does your ear like your ear get tired of listening the way that you have to listen? And and I can't even let me just state that I can't fathom how you do this. Like, my brother one time, he had this he brought this electric organ to the house and I decided that I was gonna tune the organ to the piano. Oh my goodness. The organ was never the same. I totally messed it up. I mean, I couldn't get it back. I have no gift for this. Yeah. And he still speaks to me today. So this is a testament well, to
1: I'm going to open a can of worms <laughs> okay. on, on a live podcast. I'm opening a can of worms.
0: <laughs> okay. But, well, you know, it's not live. We can always okay. edit if it's too oh, wormy. All right. All
1: right. <laughs> but uh, piano teachers, and, and I know you happen to be one, but, but they can be sometimes they can be my hardest clients and and the reason why is because the way that a a piano technician has to listen to a piano is is different than listening to a piano uh from a musical standpoint and and i've learned to do both because i you know i i was a piano teacher myself for for 20 years okay i I didn't know that yeah i started teaching in high school
0: i gotcha Um, okay
1: so, um, and I remember that when I was being trained as a piano technician, you know, that, that my piano tuning teacher, you know, told me that, um, that if I, that I had to unlearn the way that I uh, listen to piano as a musician. Really? Because, because that's not how a piano tuner listens to a piano you know a, a, a musician tonally, you know you know listens to musical aspects of the piano and piano tuners we, we listen to to what's referred to as beats yeah you know or, or like you play like a, like a you know like a third and, and you know there's a fast beating uh, what what it is is it's coinciding harmonics that are clap they're, they're clashing and producing a, a, a way you know oscillation or a beat right and, and then we adjust the rates of those
0: uh, you can actually hear it
1: yeah yeah well, well I couldn't at first but I had to train my ear to hear it and it's something that, that musicians really don't most of them don't really listen to that
0: absolutely it's uh so does it sound like whoa, 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 yeah
1: or, or it can be faster or slower um that now, now the thing is 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 piano tuning is uh, what we use is a system that's called equal temperament right and it's basically taking all those intervals and putting them slightly out of tune so it, it works into an equal mathematical formula right. which which allows you to play on all twelve keys equally right you know before that you know intervals were like back in uh, the, the before the Baroque you know Renaissance and earlier they, they used like a like mean temperaments where, where the intervals were tuned pure, but then you can only play in one key. Yeah. You know, so so that's how we listen and that's what we listen for. And
0: Well Bach is a great example of well, he, when he that all the, changed. The well
1: tempered clavichord, you know, yeah. that was how he promoted equal temperament. Right. He, he didn't invent it but he promoted
0: it. Right. Um, I know the inventions, you know, I'm a big fan of the two part inventions. But yeah. they're they're only in six or seven keys, I think. Someone can correct I think me. so. Yeah, and that was but his preludes
1: and fugues from the well-tempered clavichord, they, they go through all the. He chromatically goes through all the twelve keys. Exactly, and, and
0: it seems like that was about the time that tuning changed. That's what sort I've of always Yes.
1: Heard. Yeah. Well, that was that was he had already been invented but it was recent, and then he promoted it. Okay. Through through his, that well well the reason why I brought that all up is because, a lot of piano teachers. Think that they know what's involved in tuning a piano, and they really don't, because, like I said, I had to unlearn what what I already knew when when I uh, started. Yeah. Now you know, you you know, I started young. Is is a musician, and I started teaching when I was young. So so I actually had to had to unlearn that. Wow. Uh, to because I had to listen to a piano in a completely different way than what I was accustomed to. Okay. And. But, as, but, you see, it's it's caused a, a little bit of an occupational hazard for me because there have been a lot of teachers that didn't like the way that I tuned their piano or wanted to tell me something that they thought they knew that, that they didn't really know. Or, you know, I, I even had a teacher once that that said that they need to call their piano tuner because... Uh, well, you know how how on a, a grand when you when you push down on the, the left pedal the keyboard shifts to the right. Yes. And that's the the quiet pedal. Yes. It, it they refer to the, it as unicord. Yeah. Well, that's French. unicord is French for one string. But okay. really, what it's doing is it 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 shifts the pedal so it's hitting so the hammers are hitting two strings instead of three. Exactly. And uh, so so I have but upright pianos don't do that. But they they actually uh, the, the teacher actually uh, told my my client their student that they needed to call me because when they pushed the pedal on our opera piano, I didn't shift to the right. You know, so so they think they know, but but a I lot of them you. really, you know. <laughs>
0: Okay. What's the difference in an upright? What's what's the mechanism that happens?
1: Actually, actually in an upright piano, the hammers move closer to the strings. Okay, okay. Yeah. So rather than hitting less strings, it it shortens the distance that the hammer travels, which gives it a softer tone. Okay,
0: yes. All right. So, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know that I don't, I know that I'm very aware that I do not know how in the world piano tuners tune pianos. I don't know how you do that. A lot of them
1: just, just think that they know more than they really do. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> uh, I would think that you have to sort of separate it and become more of a purist on um, p- tone or something. I don't know. It's That's the best way I could begin to think about how you might think about it. I, I don't know.
1: Well, I, when I tune a piano, I, I have to look at it mathematically. Okay. And then when I play a piano, I'm listening to the piano more more musically. Gotcha. And I think that's how I would... Described it two.
0: Okay, all right. Um, are you thinking intervals too? Do you have to, yeah?
1: That that's that's where the math goes in okay. is with the intervals. Over basically. Yeah, basically, where that comes in is is when you play two notes at once, and it's the relationship between those two notes. Yes. Or what's what happens when those two notes are played together, and that's where the you know. Yes. I guess the science scientific part comes into it. Or, yeah.
0: Yes. What is the easiest part of tuning and what's the hardest part?
1: The hardest part is the process, the process and the easiest is, is the final result.
0: <laughs> okay. Do yeah. you do you enjoy playing the piano after you get it tuned?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. That, that's, that's the only reason why I would want to tune a piano is, is to get it to sound playable. Yes, you yes. Know, uh,
0: I know uh, my tuner for years and years. And he's retired now. the The person that I used to use, uh, after he would finish tuning, he would sit down and just you know rip off some kind of polonaise or some you know, mm-hmm. um, some wonderful, romantic era, piano masterpiece. And um, I was always kind of thrilled to hear that, <laughs> you know, just um, his pleasure uh, at the at fixing it, making it right.
1: Well, the my. Uh, I was taught that it's always good to play the piano after you're done tuning because that, that's how you let the customer know that you're done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then they come walking in. <laughs> good. Um, and today, you know, you did this pr- procedure, the voicing that I don't think I've ever had done on this piano. And I think you told me that was sort of just like using a, you're just punching, putting holes in really, really using, using a
1: needle in oh, a... Okay. Um, now there are different things that are involved in voicing. Uh, it can, you you know, th- there can be needle pricking or, or uh, filing with sandpaper or uh, different uh, like uh, lacquer or hard different types of hardeners can, can be used if if the piano uh, needs to have a brighter tone. Oh, okay, so, so I there, there's, you know, hadn't
0: thought of
1: that. Yeah, there's there's a and and. Um, the, the, sometimes hammers need to be filed with sandpaper because over the years the, it's ju- that's just felt you know hitting the, the strings and, and it can leave impressions from the strings and the tip of the hammers and also it can flatten the, the head of the hammer to where that makes sense the, so the, the string will leave it dense in, in the hammer and, and that can be filed out and, and then also um, you know to try to get a point back
0: on the hammer. So you can just tell by looking at a piano what's needs, yeah, yeah. yeah. you can see the wear and tear on and
1: it. and I can I can I can tell you what what keys people play in by looking <laughs> by looking at you know <laughs> oh. like like if I, I can tell when when somebody doesn't play the sharps because because those hammers don't have any dents in them
0: you are kidding me like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's hilarious try. yeah um who was Irving Berlin was he the one that always played in G flat.
1: Oh, I'm not sure. Th-
0: I'm pretty sure. He always okay. played in just black keys. I'll take your word for <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it. That makes me think of him.
1: Oh, oh. yeah. It, you know, I... Yeah. yeah
0: that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, wow. Um, did, have you ever played, like, historic instruments? Well... Pre-modern pianos?
1: Y- yeah, I have. Do you do
0: harpsichord work?
1: I did tune one harpsichord over the... Thirty years I've been tuning pianos. Just I've one. Only tuned
0: one. <laughs> are they hard? Different? Or?
1: I would say they're easier.
0: Okay. I, really? Wh- I think so. I wonder Less, why. less
1: strings. Oh. And they're yeah. Um, less strings, of course. They're they're just, you know, I, I don't think that. Uh, well, there there are different. You you know it depends on, what the what the customer wants. You know if if. If if the customer wants a historic tuning, you, you know, a tune to a certain way, and, and, and they're oh. like, it's like maybe going to be used to, to play, you know, historic music, and it has to be tuned a certain way. Oh, wow. That, that could be difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what would you do to help you with that? I, I just don't even know where to start. I guess yeah, you Well, you I. just have to think of it differently.
1: There are um, computer programs because you know you I, I you can tune you know with, with a program that, that can help if, if like like if it's it's going to be like a you know a, a historic tuning that's not used anymore. Gotcha. Yeah, you can, they have. You can get a like a.
0: Uh, is our um our European orchestras? I mean, this is sort of sounds like it's off track, but do they tune to a four forty or do they tune to a slightly different?
1: the orchestra's mm-hmm. oh yeah is everyone 440 is, is standard now? okay yeah.
0: it seems like i you know that's not always been the standard tuning
1: um, well um, uh-huh. what get what throws people off is i think how pianos are tuned because pianos uh, basically in order for a piano to be in tune to itself it has to be the higher you go from a a is 440 the higher you go from a
0: is it the, this A? It, the one
1: above that. Oh, okay. Yeah, the higher you go, the sharper the piano gets, and the lower you go, the, the flatter.
0: I did not know that. Yeah,
1: yeah. the, the, the it's called um, inharmonicity, but it, but it, it it it's also referred to as stretch. Like 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 the piano is gradually getting sharper as you go up the keys, and it's gradually getting flatter as you go low. Okay. And that that's just the nature of how huh. pianos have to be tuned in order to be in tune to themselves and it has it has a lot to do with equal temperament and y- you know uh now a lot of you know violins you know your you know higher instruments uh they can when you get into the higher registers they they can not perfectly match a piano and then the same thing with like the the, the, the bass instruments you know they can uh, they can I have, I have been requested, you know, to, uh, by certain situations, you know, you know, where other instruments are going to be used to try to compensate for that. Right. Which is, you know, that's more advanced. Yeah. And, um, but I, that doesn't happen very often.
0: Okay. Yeah. So mostly you're tuning for solo or, um, maybe a chamber music kind of work.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, uh. Uh, very seldom I mean it's pretty slight you know it's the type of people that are really really discriminating you know that where that really becomes a gotcha issue yeah
0: yes so. okay so uh, I did want to bring up that you also told me that you were a composer yes and uh, you write for piano now yeah um, I am I, um, to- totally entirely for piano
1: well uh that's my main instrument um I, I i was uh a nominated uh composer of the year last year through miller piano because they do a lot of they cool. have a lot of concerts and, and do a lot of uh, they've had a lot of people come in and play yeah. yeah
0: i think we mentioned that eric our friend mutual friend eric by does that
1: yeah yeah and he he's he's a. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been he's played a lot there too, and um, I a couple couple of years ago I was invited to play one of my piano compositions at uh, Opry House uh, Studio A. Really? Um, through uh, Enlightened Piano Radio, are you familiar? I am not. Oh, it's, it's like an internet radio station. Okay. Uh, they're all solo pianists, and I'm i a part of that. They they had an award ceremony there, so so I was. Invited.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what what kind of piano was it?
1: It was a yeah, I think it was a Yamaha C five or a C six.
0: Okay. Do you when you go into a room, do you just notice immediately what the piano is? Can you do you always check that out or? Well. Uh, or do you put on your composer uh, um, mindset and think of it differently?
1: Oh, I I uh, I can't play a piano that's out of tune. Really. <laughs> no. You can just. I mean, immediately. It, it. Yeah. It. I mean, I. I could, but it. But it wouldn't. I mean, it. it really bothers me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. Fortunately, I was hired to tune that piano at the Aubrey House, so. Oh. I was the one that tuned it. Terrific. Yeah. So. Uh. But but as far yeah I I enjoy, um composing music.
0: When did you start doing that?
1: Not until I was thirty uh in my in my early 30s but uh, you know I had played you know like I say but, but I was I only played classical music okay uh, grow, growing up and um, I think what happened was is that I I was a, a, a purist and I didn't think that I could compose anything is as, as that that would be equal to you know Chopin or Beethoven or Bach you know so so I didn't even try yeah. And I had that puristic mindset, and, and I think that can be um, it can it can be a limiting thing. I think it, it can hold somebody back. Because I just, uh, um, it, yeah, I, so uh, interestingly enough, it it was my you know my, you know when I started playing traditional American folk music and fingerstyle guitar, that's what really mm-hmm. opened me up to exploration, and, yeah. you know, I wouldn't say lowering my standards, but, not lowering them, but, but allowing myself to, to uh, you know, to be more creative, Yes. and, and uh, uh, it, it changed my, my perception towards music dramatically.
0: Yes, I can totally relate, um, and kind of went through the same thing when I moved to Nashville, so... So then you start writing these compositions and you're featured on this radio uh, station, yeah, I'm internet a, radio I'm a station? part of
1: Enlightened Piano Radio, I'm a part of Whisperings, uh, which is. And um, then the River of Calm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I will be sure to put links to those oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. on the uh, podcast page and uh, let people know where they can hear you. Um, how can people get in touch with you if they want, you know, you you to come play a gig for them, or let's say they want you to come work on their piano, or
1: Well, I have a phone number.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So I'm pretty old school.
0: Well, I can put that on the website as well if you if you like, yeah. and that way they can get in touch with you.
1: Or my email address, you know, I have a email address. Uh, I have all that information on my business card.
0: Okay. Well, what I'll do is I'll just make sure I get that, bit, yeah, that uh, info yeah, out to definitely. everybody that needs um. Uh, but you. would you like to play something to yeah, show us sure. what you, I'd, the kind of stuff you're writing? I think what writing. I
1: want to do today is just play improvisationally. Hey. Just sit down and play. That'd be great. Not anything I've written per se, but just, I like to do yeah. a lot of that.
0: Yeah. Feel free <clears throat> to put the bench where you need it. Thank you. wonderful thank you so much um i i guess i should let you go tune some more pianos maybe oh yeah well thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much i've enjoyed this conversation um yeah. I, I can't really say i've ever had you know the chance to ask a piano tuner this many questions about what you do so appreciate so much you being on the show and um best of luck take care oh you're handing me your card thank you <laughs> Okay, I will make sure that the information gets out there, and everybody will know how to contact you.
1: Yeah, uh, I do have to charge extra. You know, if, if somebody lives in like Georgia or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone be be aware, be mindful of uh, how many miles you ask Joel to travel. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Joel. All
1: right. Well. Okay, uh, and I give you the invoice, all right?